everyone. Good afternoon and welcome to the podcast. I'm Garnet Dark, Global Solution Director for Healthcare Payer and Life Sciences. And I'm here with Mike Lucy, General Manager for Healthcare and Life Sciences. Today, we are going to be focused on the key challenges impacting life sciences companies. And just to start off, Mike, why don't you just tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Uh, happy to and nice to see you, Garnet. Mike Lucy, uh, I've actually been at ServiceNow for a relatively short period of time, uh, about a month and a half now, but I've spent the last 20 years in different parts of the industry and uh, always excited to talk about what's going on and also look for ways that we can you know, help make a better uh, healthcare model for all of us. And I, I think this life sciences topic is really top of mind right now. How about yourself, Garnet? I know you've been working with uh, payers and life sciences companies also for some time. Why don't you share a little bit more about your background? Uh, I, I have, Mike. Thanks. Um, I've worked in the healthcare space for 18 years, and my background is around consulting, advisory, and working for industry. And my focus has primarily been around operational transformation and managing the design of large core platforms, specialty application, things like gaps in care identification and outreach for large PBMs. Uh, I've also worked on many projects over the years that dealt with the coordination and intertwined world of payer provider and life sciences. So I'm, I'm really super interested in this part of healthcare and life sciences because pharma and med device, they just have such a wide range. They can be something super simplistic and consumed on an hourly basis across the globe to products that are really so specialized that only a handful of people around the world use them. And to be able to scale at a level that addresses that, addresses the simple and that complex is just really fascinating to me. And, you know, for a lot of industries, there's always a lot of personal experience that you have with things. And I've pretty been pretty lucky health-wise. So I think most of my experience with med devices was actually when I became a mom for the first time six years ago. And if we look at something in that simplistic category, we look at a baby thermometer, you really want as a consumer and as that new parent to be able to connect to that med device company. And especially at 4am when you think you have a feverish newborn and can't get the thermometer to work right, no matter what you do. And you want to make sure that you are using it right and that it's giving you that experience and the answer that you need because you want to be comforted at these times when those moments matter. And if we kind of look to, towards the future as we move towards personalized medicine and personalized experiences and really focusing on that connection and that experience is going to be more and more front and centered as there really are those sort of expectations 24 hours a day. And Mike, I would really love to hear some of your thoughts uh, on the key trends in this industry right now. Yeah, happy to. And, you know, I think it's a great example of what you called out, because when you know, when I think about life sciences as a whole, and let's start with um, like med device, you know, it, it's from the minute that we're born, there's likely a med device, some type of medical device there to the, the times that we're taking care of ourselves at whatever point along the way, whether it's something, you know, simple in the home or where we have a more complex procedure that we're actually going to see a provider to you know, end of life. It's life sciences is with us every step of the way from beginning to end. And I, I think it's a super meaningful space. And, you know, I, we're seeing tons of shifts right now. There were a lot of shifts taking place uh, prior to COVID. Uh, you know, we've seen COVID make really significant near-term changes with I think I shared that article with you of what was it, 180 clinical trials that have been paused right now due to COVID. Sooner or later, like those things have to ramp back up because we're all super dependent on it. So critical space, 
Um, there's so much to talk about, and I, I think it's helpful, and I know our customers always want to hear where we break things into a viewpoint of not just life sciences as a whole, but really what's going on in pharma and then what's going on in, in med device. So maybe I'll, I'll start with pharma. And, you know, pharma, if you look at that space for a while, now consumerism is continuing to take center stage. You know, personalized medicine, as it becomes more and more of a part of our lives and a part of how we um, bring drugs to market, you're going to see this element of how do you engage early uh, during your trials? And, and you're also going to find this element of how do you uh, drive loyalty? And we know that loyalty kind of has two different pieces to it is the more loyalty we can drive, the better adherence that we can have uh, with the drug, which at the same time, actually should keep people healthy longer. We want to delay the progression of disease. Uh, you know, next piece is just around like the immersive training and education that, that has to go into sharing information. Again, consumerism is these pharma companies want to make sure, one, we can simplify the trials. Two, that we can make sure that people are focused on taking their medicine. And then uh, the last part is that they're always educated all along the way. And that's also for people that are in the trials that the protocols are being followed, that the, the right steps are always in place to make sure that the right information comes out of that. Now, on the med device side, it's a, it's a little different. You know, consumerism is impacting some med device companies, you know, especially I, I think if you turn on the TV right now, there's not a a day that goes by that you won't see a uh you know an insulin pump commercial of some kind out there and you know if you're in that space uh, the amount of competition and the lowering of um you know switching costs and also how do you keep consumer sentiment high about um you know the the quality and the interactions with you it just becomes paramount to really provide a great experience and then more on the implantable side, you know, it's a little less on the consumer focus um, and more and more focus on, you know, word of mouth. I, I know I have family members that are a little bit older that have had some of these devices implanted and they talk to one another. And so word of mouth where they go back to their doctors, but it still comes back to, you know, building great relationships through education um, and, and caring and feeding for that relationship with the provider to make sure that they're always doing the right thing and that they're feeding the right information back um, becomes critical. And then um, field service management. You know, we see more and more of these elements of how do you get better about um, predictive failures? So, you know, I, I think in this COVID world where you've had a lot of pause and, and also you're gonna see your things ramped up around um, elective surgeries throughout the rest of the year and probably in the next year, becomes paramount that these organizations are managing these devices and making sure that there's going to be very little downtime. So, you know, I, I think it's amazing what's going on and, and how quickly things are kind of changing in this environment. And I'm thrilled about the fact that there are a lot of solutions that already exist where we can help. Um, just the last time I touch on is like QMS systems, so quality management. And, you know, this is a theme that kind of comes across all the time is, how do you track adverse events? How do you make sure that you're staying on top of complaints? How are you sharing information and paying attention to recalls? And how are you making sure that all along the way that you're doing all the right things, that you're documenting everything, and that you're driving to the right outcomes? You know, workflows and great workflows were built to solve those issues. And that's where we're 
the strongest player out there. So, you know, Garnet, you're working with life sciences companies every day. Um, you, you hear some of the things that I just talked about, you know, how do you think that the industry is innovating around these and, and what role are we playing in that? I think there's actually a few parts to, to this, Mike. One, you know, if we look at some of these pressures that exist out in the industry and because of COVID and everything that's coming with it, those pressures are, are even worse. And if we look at the development of new therapies, prevention um, and vaccines is really at the top of everyone's list. And the biggest question right now is when will a vaccine be available? Um, of course, for me, a secondary question is when will my kid go back to school? Um, but uh, since we're talking about life sciences, we'll focus on that instead. Um, you know, for safety reasons, the trial and approval process can only be expedited so much. Um, but this accelerated timeline, uh, you know, you want to relieve this suffering at a global level, but you cannot sacrifice the operations and the safety and all these mechanisms that are are in place to make sure that that it, that it's not worse for people by going too soon. And those pressures are really just posing cracks in operations and, and making those cracks worse. And they were already there. They're now just being exacerbated from all these additional pressures that are going on. And if we look at some of the things that are sort of the frequent bottlenecks in these accelerations, um, documentation, collaboration, lab management, getting the right piece of equipment that you need to get, those bottlenecks are just being brought to light even more because of this unprecedented pace that they're really focusing on developing some, some of these, these therapies and these vaccines. And COVID, I think, yes, it's exposed a lot of these cracks, but it's also showing that under these pressures that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and that tunnel is leading to a, a really great place. It's just COVID has made it more imperative to implement these solutions that were on the roadmap um, and they, they maybe just hadn't adopted them yet. The technology has been there, but now they're just using it and they're using it in ways that are most impactful and really just at lightning speed. You know, you look at pharma companies and they're using every available resource and asset they have to do research, to document, to run these new trials and collaborate a lot faster. And for, you know, so one of the first times ever, we're actually seeing collaboration across pharmaceutical companies, whereas before that would be something that um, there was not the desire, there was not the need or the capability to do, but now there is. And med device, uh, you know, looking at some of the, the equipment, the ventilators, the PPE and other things, production was ramped up in an unprecedented a level to be able to address some of these needs in these times that matters. And, you know, I think one of the things that resonates with me the most in life sciences and everything that's going on right now, and to echo some of the things that you said, business as usual has not stopped. And there's this navigation, particularly among clinical trials, where there's all of these investments, these organizations cannot walk away or delay R&D that they have in all of these other assets. People still have other conditions, you know, healthcare, healthcare does not sleep. And my thermometer example, like four o'clock in the morning, healthcare was not sleeping for me. You know, I, I still needed something at a certain point and this business as usual has not stopped. And I think because of that, um, you know, the now platform, digital transformation, and some of these really large pharma and med device companies in the world have really been able to provide that same level of service to their customers for these non-COVID lines of business as well, because they're making sure that they're, they're not degrading that as well. Yeah, I think it's um, lightning speed may be an understatement. You know, it, it's the the changes taking place right now. And, and I think in some parts of life sciences, those trials have been impacted significantly, meaning that they've been paused as resources have been shifted. And as we look to shift things back and, and I think have greater flexibility in the future, you, you know, the, there's just got to be more agility in the system. And so if you think of what's kind of top of mind and easy to implement and it's going to provide immediate benefit. Do you have some examples you can share? 
Yeah, I, I do. Um, there's actually a really large medical device manufacturer that we work with, a client of ours, and they were struggling with a lot of manual processes across the whole organization, from business operations to finance, IT, HR, and not only did they move a large number of processes onto the now platform, but they started using performance analytics to constantly monitor their performance of those workflows so they could improve them over time. And they really quickly had mastered the art of using those data-driven insights really to optimize the workflows. So they were able to reduce MTTR, ops costs, and free up a lot of their resource time to start working on innovation versus some of these mundane things. And this was even more drastically important now because of the extra additional work that everyone has to navigate some of these new challenges that are coming. And Aside from this process optimization, when they wanted to change something, when they wanted to rapidly do something different to address some of these pressures, they were able to model those changes to a process to see what a change would actually happen and what it would do to their business. And I think this is just a really great story for how these companies can really become smarter about, about balancing that business as usual when there is a lot of the change and that pressure on the horizon um, because you're dealing with things that are pressure and by choice, right? You still want to go into new businesses too. Um, you can't wait for a lot of this to pass to still keep doing the things that you want to do and grow as a company. So Mike, I know you're still pretty new to ServiceNow, as you said in the beginning, um, you know, you guys haven't been here all that long, um, but why do you feel that ServiceNow is really uniquely positioned to enable some of these life sciences organizations from both that foundational and consumerism standpoint? Great question. And as I thought about it, there were probably two different places where I pulled a little bit of information. And one is like our, our manifesto and, and internal. And, you know, what we talk about, it, it's, we say work matters. It's where we spend a third of our, our lives. It shapes who we are, how we feel, and how we interact with the world. And, and you know, if you think about that is anybody that's working in healthcare, healthcare and life sciences as a whole, you, you're in there because you're actually trying to impact lives in a positive way. And, and in particular, this life sciences space, you can see firsthand, right? The world right now is like holding their breath waiting for an answer, hoping that somebody figures out quickly. So, so we can, you know, this new normal that maybe we can bring back a little bit of our, what the old normal was like in our personal lives. And so work matters, right? And, and in this space, it really, really matters. And then the second part of that is, you know, we, we talk around um, our view, which is that many industries, and I, I'd say this space too, is that operations are too brittle that there's so many tools, that there's too much data, and a lot of the work really comes down to swivel chair. And in a space like this where consistency, predictability, sharing of information drastically changes the outcome of one, how quick we find out an answer on whether something works or not, and two, how much money is spent on trying to get to that answer to try to keep things more affordable. It's critical that these organizations leverage technologies that are available today and ones that are being invested in to improve their business. And, and I don't think there's anybody, again, better out there than we are at that. I mean, our core, we started off with our workflows and trying to make other people's jobs easier. And, and that's where I'm super passionate about our ability as a company and our ability as an organization to go and help Every other company out there, every other organization out there help the rest of the world, help influence the lives of everybody around the world to keep them healthier longer, to find those vaccines when they're needed, and to protect the world from, from future problems. So that's where all my passion comes from. You know, I think the future, like you talked about before, is really great. I, I think the way that, you know, the best way to solve that and the way we're approaching it is partly with our product, 
right? We're going to keep investing and we're investing more in building industry specific products. We have launched a couple different partnerships, things that have been released over the last week, and we're going to continue to invest there. And then hiring great people like yourself that understand the businesses of our customers and helping them every step of the way. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I, I know that a lot of the themes that we've discussed today are going to resonate really strongly with a good number of our clients. And I know I speak for a lot of us when I say that we are so thrilled to have you here running our healthcare vertical. And I just really look forward to continuing to engage each of our clients with you and continuing this discussion. And for those of you listening and wanting to hear more, please be sure to check out our additional content from K20.